This is Paul Nobles from Eat Reform, and I am sitting here with the globetrotting Dr. Susan Kleiner. Susan, do you want to say hello to everyone? Hello to everyone. So we're going to talk a little bit about the movie Game Changers because Susan has been out of the country, so she hasn't had a multitude of people at her gym and people online that are all asking her, what do you think of Game Changers? Because that has been my reality for the last couple of weeks. And I thought we could bring a good angle to it because I know that both Susan and I personally think that um, a plant-based way of eating is certainly something that you can do, especially if you're an athlete, um, because it definitely highlights a lot of athletes in the situation. And I think the reason why they were sensitive to that is because you know, this thought process that you can't build muscle eating in a plant-based way and, and things of this nature. And we can maybe go over some of that. But what I really wanted to sort of focus on is I think they buried the lead. And I think all of these documentaries sort of bury the lead and lose the main focus of what they're trying to do. Because there's a million reasons why eating in a plant-based way makes a lot of sense for you or for someone that you love. But my concern and, and, and the reason why I wanted Susan to talk about it is that when you're making these gigantic health decisions, because you have, you know, people with the ketogenic dieting and now carnivore dieting and intermittent fasting, all of these things can play a role for someone. And you know, Netflix is certainly realizing that they're hitting a nerve, right? And the nerve that they're hitting is not the one that they think they're hitting, right? Because for Susan and I, what we see um, is that people look at these as the solution rather than a solution. And when you're sort of listening to this hyperbolic documentary, it's easy to get caught up into the emotion of it all because you would like to weigh 20 pounds less, right? And it sure seems like this is the answer because it's the one thing you haven't tried, right? So kind of given that foundation, why don't you give me your thoughts and maybe your experiences because I know that you've probably worked with many athletes that do prefer to eat in a, in a plant-based way. And I think that the break off from this conversation is prefer to eat that way. Right. So, you know, the first thing is that all of these conversations have a nuance that is never really discussed or dealt with in any kind of documentary or books that have a mission behind them to begin with. So this documentary is all about going meatless, animal free, for a multitude of reasons. Yet every one of those reasons that is always presented as black and white never is. There's always nuance. There's always another side, another possibility. So knowing that that exists, just taking for granted 
that the presentation of the information is slanted um, because there's a goal of changing your mind. It's like politics, right? There's always a kernel of truth and then they go off in a direction of spin that gives you a certain level of certainty about what they're saying that isn't really in the foundation of the information. So when it comes to questions about omnivore versus vegetarian, vegan, number one, our bodies are built to be omnivores. It doesn't mean we can't exist as vegans, but we are, we are well built to be omnivores. That's how we evolved and adapted on this planet. Um, can you do well being a vegan if you know what you're doing? Yes. Uh, in between those two is what is sustainable for you, what is practical, what feels good, and that you don't have to be one or the other. And well, basically, if you're omnivore, you're, you are eating a little bit of everything, but you can be predominantly plant-based, eating a plant-rich diet, and that is exactly what the state of the science tells us in nutrition today. So I just wanted to interrupt Susan for just a second, because I think that that's a great point, right? Is that when you're watching a documentary like this, where you're seeing people thriving, right? And one of the things that, and, and, and there's no disrespect to this, this is just the way it is, um, is that if you're going to go vegan, as an example, there's going to be a lot of work involved, right? It's a, it's a, it's a fundamental life change. And like Susan's saying, it's, it's not necessarily that you can't do it. It's, it's just going to be something that you're going to have to be well prepared for, right? And so when I look at um, the change that you're trying to make, what I would highly suggest for people is rather than looking at it as black and white, like, like Susan is saying, try and introduce more plant-based solutions into your um, diet. Now, I'm going to hand it over to Susan on this part, but the bioavailability of plants tends to mean that you have to eat more plants to hit things like your protein numbers, right? And oftentimes that becomes a big dispute within, you know, a lot of the documentaries or, or people arguing for plant-based that you don't need as much protein as you think and things of this nature. What we've, what I've seen at least um, through, through the clients that we work with, and we work with thousands of people that eat plant-based. I want to make sure that everyone understands that neither of us are against your personal or ethical you know, way of eating, right? Um, but what I want you to know and what I want Susan to talk about a little bit is sort of the, the, the physiology part of it, right? Because like one of the things that I remember a person was talking about and, and they were like, yeah, but what about gorillas, right? They have all this muscle mass and all they eat is plants. And he broke down how many plants that the gorillas eat on a daily basis, right? 
And when you looked at how the volume of food that the gorillas were eating, they would certainly get enough protein, right, for their muscular needs. And that's important to say in this discussion because if you're looking at it from a weight loss perspective, right? So you're buying the hyperbole that this is way better, but you're really kind of buying it because it's the side effect. What you really want is the weight loss, right? And so if you're in it for the weight loss and you end up eating less and you're not more conscious of your protein, that could end up being a negative as it relates to the amount of muscle that you're holding, as it relates to the amount of muscle that you could potentially build in your workouts. Right. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So here's the bottom line. If you're not using protein supplements, a bunch of powdered protein, and you are eating all you, I'm not even going to address the gorilla, right? Because there's, we have different digestive systems. All they have to do all day is sit and eat. Um, that's not what our days are like. So, and neither are our guts identical. So, um, the issue here is, okay, I, I want to eat a very wholesome diet, so I'm not going to use a lot of supplements. So every single protein source that I eat all day long also has fiber in it because all plants have fiber and all sources of protein will have fiber in them if they're plant proteins and they're whole foods. And so we all know that one of the early tricks that we use when we're trying to decrease our appetite um, is increase the fiber in your diet so you feel more, more full. So now you are really full of fiber and you are too full both to get in enough food to meet your energy needs, possibly your protein needs, and certainly too full to train. And that is the conundrum of the athletes that I work with who are vegan we, and, and who are anti-supplement. It becomes practically impossible for them to get in what they need. They are too full to do anything that an athlete needs to do. So the solution to that, if you want to have a sustainable diet that allows you to train hard and consume enough both volume of food for all the nutrition you need as well as protein is to begin to use protein supplements. And so now you have moved away from the ethical, wholesome, healthy choice. And I am not anti-supplement at all, but this is what I hear from the clients. Now you've moved away from the choice of no processed foods to an extremely processed form of protein that still is not great, but it's okay. And if you're very particular and careful about the amino acid content and composition of that protein supplement, you can replace the protein need in your diet in a convenient manner using powdered protein and have a space in your day when you're not too full to train and you can consume more protein. So that is, there are practical considerations and that is a huge one. And it is the reason that people lose weight on a vegan diet because it's high in fiber and they're full and they eat less. There is nothing magical about that it's plant-based it is that it becomes essentially lower in calories because you're eating less 
because you're more full from the fiber. So there are great benefits in that it's higher in fiber, but it's not magic. Yeah, so I think let's kind of evolve from there, right? So that was a little bit of the argument for the paleo diet, right? Where um, you're eating mostly nutrient-dense foods, right? Which nutrient-dense foods, in, in theory, aren't, aren't bad. But, you know, like Susan is saying, they're going to be higher in fiber. They're going to keep you full. And this is sort of the argument for eat less all the time, right? And, you know, one of the things that I'm always careful about is people say, I just eat real food. I just keep it simple. Almost all those people are under eating, right? And when you look at how we age and hold on to muscle and things of this nature, this is the strongest argument, in my opinion, into gradually moving in that way. I will say this, Susan, the, the movie does advocate, obviously, um, for you know um, supplemental protein, things of this nature. The, the, the person that's making the film um, owns one of the, the biggest uh, yes, um, yes. protein. <laughs> and, and so, you know, a lot of people are using that as a way to sort of diminish the, the film. I don't, I don't even really want to play that game because I, I don't really care about that, right? Mm -hmm. What I really care about is the amounts always matter, right? And when we're looking at a strategy as it relates to a lifetime plan, integrating more plants into your diet for nutrient density um, can work to your favor. It can also work against you. So as an example, what Susan's saying, and we see this a lot, where people are coming to us from these really super nutrient dense diets, because that's the magic. And, and I'm not even just talking about, about diets that are plant-based. I'm talking about your whole 30, your just eat real food, you know, all these types of things. And what we see often is that people need to add in other foods like starches and things of this nature to sort of supplement some of the foods that they've taken out that they've considered to be bad or they've been told are bad or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the argument, I think, for gradually moving more in that direction. And like I said, you know, from an environmental standpoint, there's a lot of arguments for eating more plants. Just try not to view things as black and white and really kind of live in more of that gray land. And so we'll kind of end the podcast, but I'm going to give Susan her last say uh, because we actually have another podcast to record right after this. So really, it's what works for you. The best plan is what works for you, what makes you feel good, what is sustainable. Uh, and, and all the dogma around every single diet is really just that. The one bottom line that we know of is that variety is incredibly important. That is number one when it comes to health. It is variety. So. I have seen vegans who eat brown rice and one kind of bean, and they have ended up malnourished in the hospital. So the, it's variety. Make sure that you're getting, uh, you know, if you're vegan, a variety of foods, 
that you know you're eating enough, that your protein is good enough, get a good resource, read something really good. And if you're somewhere in between on the road from vegan to omnivore, as I said, that's a great place to be. So, so again, find what works for you because if you're unhappy and it's not convenient and it's too hard, it just doesn't matter how healthy the plan is or isn't. You're not doing it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, life is really about not buying the hyperbole, maybe using information. The problem is that the information that is coming out on something that's trying to sell you on something is always going to be to the extreme. And you have to keep that in mind. And Netflix knows this, right? That's why they keep, because they're getting huge audiences for all these different things that if you viewed them in isolation, um, you're going to make some bad decisions. If you view them as one piece of information that you can gradually add to your life to make your life a little bit better, I think you'll have a much better experience with that. But truthfully, I don't think you're going to end up watching a lot of that stuff because the reason why people watch things like this ends up, it, it ends up either one, telling a narrative that they already believe in, or two, they're looking to lose some weight, right? And the simple fact of the matter is, is that amounts matter, variety matter, specifics matter. And so if you dive into something that you really don't know a lot about, I think, you know, like Susan was saying with the brown rice example, you're, you're just not going to have a great experience. And it won't be that plant-based diets failed you. It was that your expect, unrealistic expectation related to plant-based diets is what caused failure mm -hmm. in that instance. Right. right. And that's the reason why many people fail at diets overall, because they have unrealistic expectations as it relates to this stuff. All right. That's podcast number one. And I appreciate everybody listening. Hopefully this was helpful to people and we'll talk to you next week.